Olivier L'Homme Suisse Quai Tournay, Mr. Dave Lang. Monsieur Dave Lang. Bonjour. You, How's your French? Did you know I have an S tier bonjour? Yeah, you did say bonjour. Salut. Bonjour. Bonjour. Salut, mon ami. Do you have any idea what I just said? Uh, you said something, my friend. Um, I did to you, but the thing at the top of the show was... Say it again, say it again, uh, what, say it again. Uh, Evitier... Actually, it might be... Yeah, I think it's Evitier L'Homme Suisse qui tournait. Nope, no fucking idea. L'Homme Suisse? Do you know what that means? No, I took two years of French in high school. I don't know anything. Okay, that's Swiss man. So okay. maybe you can... It, it's a window. There's only one... I think there's only one Swiss driver. Although a lot of people do think he's French. Uh, it means uh, a, a vo- watch out for the spinning Swiss man. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Which would be a... You can't get your friend, can't get everything Roger. there correctly. I don't know. I can't. I I will be honest. I might have used Google for this. Oh, I did French. The infallible Google Translate. I know it, it's never set me wrong. Yeah. We we used it in Japan all the time, and that wasn't a total fucking catastrophe. Yeah, it never goes wrong. Perfect. You're a, you're a man of international. You're an international man of mystery. You 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 fly around the world quite a lot how do you use tra- do you use any translating apps or do you just like get a fixer so yeah i use google i live and die with google translate um use it most frequently uh the camera stuff when i'm in asia oh, uh, yeah. korea or when i'm in japan like at menus or even just signs like that you're not sure does this say do not enter or what does this say um <laughs> and you know it's it's rarely perfect but it's often good enough you know that's the problem I had in Japan was that n- nobody uses like g- like everything is written in some sort of really fucked up typeface. So so much stuff like brands brands right. never were. It, we we looked on the menu one time as well, and and under like hors d'oeuvres it had gimlet of sand, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure isn't a real thing. Right. Um. But at least okay, it's good to know I'm I'm using like it's it's also really good for immigration forms. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Like, like if yeah, it's I'm like, sure. oh, what is this? Oh, this is date of birth, or this is like uh, address, or this is whatever. Uh, it really, really comes through in the clutch for immigration forms. I had to fill out a form recently, which was really annoying. Where it was on the fucking F one website for F one TV, which we'll get into in a bit. Which had a what did it have? It it had like date of birth, but it just had it didn't say month, date, year in the form before you filled it in. It just had like blank spaces, and I'm like, are you being really European about this? And yeah. I have to put my date first or is this an american thing and i have to put my month first um it was very annoying yeah it's uh it is you know what let's just language is hard let's just chalk it up to that yes indeed language is hard i have enough trouble with just english especially when it's spoken through an irish accent i imagine so the next hour or so is probably going to be uh, uh, quite strenuous on you and we'll we'll try and make it as painful wait this is thank you so much for this is an hour it's going to be at least three hours. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's get it over We've, with. It's the new format, man. we got to talk about last week, last race. We don't even. Actually, let's just jump into it. The Spanish Grand Prix was on uh, two weeks ago. Um, uh, I, I was thinking back on it. before I, I rewatched the highlights before I put the notes together. And I was thinking back on it. And I was thinking, the only thing I remember about this race is the first lap. And then I watched the highlights. And the only thing that happened was the first lap. Yeah. It was not a super exciting race. Um, it was not. And it chances to be exciting here and there. So I, I literally just watched this a couple days ago. I, oh, cool. uh, I heard you mention F1 TV. I got a little slight digression for you here. Um, says Did the, you use so, it? No, so I, I got back from Japan uh, Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Um, and 
yeah, I'd go to my DVR and find out my kids deleted F1 stuff to make room for their stupid cartoons. <laughs> and I was furious, but I'm like, you know what? This is actually a good thing. This is going to make me solve the problem of how do I get this stuff le- like legally digital, right? Okay. Um, so I, I just went to Twitter. I'm like, hey, Twerps, how do I, what's the best way to do this? And at first I was just going to get the F1 TV <laughs> app or the, you know, it's like, it's like 90 bucks and you go to the website and you watch everything through the website. It's like, man, that's expensive, and I, I didn't even start at the beginning of the season, but I really want to see these races, and this yeah, is probably they, they, they didn't either. Yeah, that's the worst part. Yeah, and uh, but then someone said, hey, you should check out like watch ESPN, mm. and I did it because I, I see I kind of stopped using watch ESPN for the ESPN Plus thing that they've been migrating to, and ESPN yes. Plus I think is garbage. Have you ever used it? <laughs> No, never. I've I've heard about it though. So it's garbage and it's trash and it's like uh, aggressively trying to monetize you in ways I'm uncomfortable with. Uh, you'd think I would like oh, really? it, but I don't. Um, so I just fired up watching ESPN Plus. I put in my Directv uh, credentials, and then they have on demand every practice session, every qualifying, every race for the year, just right on there. It's the sky the sky feed. Oh really? So it's free. So so you got it for free then, basically, because you've got like Directv or something. Yeah. Right? And so, like, why would you spend 90 bucks on that when you could get, like, even, like, a five-buck-a-month subscription to ESPN would be cheaper. And then right. yeah. just use the Watch ESPN app. Because it's, like, you don't get everything, obviously, that F1 TV has with, like, all the feeds and everything, which is super cool. Uh, but it is free, so it's got that going for it. But Yeah, I, I especially if you're not watching something live, I feel like a lot of that stuff is is quite superfluous. Yeah, and I'm never going to watch them live. Let's, let's be honest. Like maybe right. Austin, I would watch live. Maybe like maybe Mexico City, maybe Brazil. Uh, right. But yeah, nothing. Uh, Montreal, I'd watch, but that's like that's not enough to make it worth it. Um, it's weird. I was watching the um, uh, because we're in the very peculiar situation actually right now that we're, we're actually recording this on Thursday, and because Monaco's on this week, we're actually recording this after the first two practice sessions have been on. So I've um, I've actually watched the highlights for the practice sessions on the F one uh, YouTube channel, which has been super good for the past like start of the season with like putting up um, uh, highlights to watch for free. It is uh, cool how much like better I like new ownership so far. Oh, yeah. It's like whoever's in charge of their online video production stuff is doing a fantastic job. Yeah. But on the F1 TV app, they do have a separate, like, they just refer to it as the highlights, but it's like an extended highlights. It's like 12 minutes instead of like a like 90 second video. But like, I actually prefer the 90 second version. Right. I don't need to watch 12 minutes of the thing. So it's weird. I, I'm, you know, we'll get into it a bit in the emails or with the archive and things like that, that there's some interesting things they can do there. But that's that's funny to hear that, like, you know, me as a cord cutter, cord cutter it made sense to, to, to re-up on that. But for you who wants to watch the last week's race, it was just, you you didn't even have to bother, I guess. It yeah, and like, I'll never, and I've also been pretty frustrated. The other thing that drove me to it, above and beyond just my kids deleting it to make room for their Pokemons <laughs> or whatever, um, was I just generally frustrated with the lack of consistency with which sessions ESPN has been showing on actual TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this fixes everything. It just It's like it's solved for me now. I'm just like not even going to turn on the TV ever again. I'm just going to fire up my iPad and watch them. So it's it's got even the stuff that they didn't necessarily televise. Or yeah, they didn't it's got, televise all, it's got on... all three qual is all three practices, quality of the race for all the show, all the races wow. I looked at anyway. Which is super rad. And and the sky feed. Yeah, the sky feed. Wow. So I, we're gonna have to rename that because it, now the sky feed is every feed, right? It's like 
it's 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 almost the official feed right because yes. they're using it on the yeah well anyway we're, we're consulting the sky feed the the amorphous f1 feed that exists uh, all around of us um re-watching it and seeing that first lap um what did you think about the the incident we had we had hamilton uh getting around the first corner in, in in front he had qualified alongside his teammate valtteri botas the ferraris were behind them um and then it was the rebels i believe and then a bit of a smattering but yeah uh, by the by the first turn vettel had already gotten past valtteri right um and then i mean nobody likes to see a car facing the wrong direction but jesus that was what did you think about Grosjean's crash? It seemed like a an unforced error, perhaps, or maybe he didn't handle spinning the right way. Yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever caused it, um, you know, I, you know, I don't know shit about race driving, so I don't want. I I always hate right. speculating on this stuff, but it's like you just don't see anyone spin like that at that point in the race ever. So right. I, I didn't see anything like a crazy dramatic collision or anything. So it's weird. I'm not. I, I, I don't have no idea what happened, but I, I was more amazed that more people didn't get hit by him. Yeah, totally. I think it was Hulkenberg got 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 clipped first, and poor Pierre Gasly tried to get around him, but but ended up getting uh, smashed as well. Um, it was one of those like a cartoonish kind of cloud of smoke, yeah. and everyone else emerged out of it uh, unscathed. Um, he he seemed to just go a little bit too wide on that turn, which is a, a common. Um, a problem which is why they added a little bit of runoff there um where the rest of the track is pretty unfor- unforgiving um except for the the, the hermotilke bit at the end so are we uh, are we doing of... the thing where we're going lap for lap around oh no we're not no we're, because there, there was that there was that other spin out later in the race where then the dude i don't remember who did it but it was like it was probably in the back third of the race where someone um spun around on the track and then floored it with cars coming to correct, to like reorient themselves. It almost hit somebody. Do you remember that? You're, you're right. I actually, it wasn't in the highlights, but I do remember that. I want to say it was like one of the Williams was. cars, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah. It was super messed up because it's like the, uh, yeah, it was like, oh, wow, that's a weird spin out. And normally you just, they sit there until there's no one around, right? <laughs> yeah. And like they don't move. Nope, I'm going to fucking floor it and orient myself the right way. And then just like, man, people <laughs> managed to avoid them. But it was super fucking right. I, I mean, I, I was watching the highlights for um, uh, Monaco earlier, and I think it was in P2 that uh, uh, Verstappen re- reversed back onto the track and almost hit, I think it was yeah. in Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Ferrari, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's fucking losing their minds at the moment. Yeah, and then, then the only other thing of interest to me during the race, like I said, it was pretty boring, but that um, slow pit stop for Sebastian yeah. during, during the yellow, the, the that totally screwed him. I mean, I don't think it probably didn't change the outcome of the race, probably, but uh, man, that sucked because they seemed like they were taking their time. They weren't in a hurry at all. Then it's like, yeah. It didn't seem like yeah, a slow, it, it, it seemed like a deliberately slow pit stop. I guess is what I'm getting at, which is weird. It was a yeah. It was a sort of uh, you can tell the race isn't particularly interesting when those are the things that pop out to you. But right. that's sort of the way it went. Uh, There's a couple of retirements. I think Kimi had engine problems at one stage. Yep. Um. The I think it was was it Ocon pulled over or something wrong with his clutch. Um. Uh, Stoffel van Dorn lost drive on lap 47 quite close to the end so there was a, a couple of them that, that didn't make it or suffered a little bit because of it um, it ended up with Hamilton winning Bottas in second Verstappen picking up uh, uh, the third spot in the podium um, Vettel, Ricardo, Magnussen Carlos Sainz and Alonso 
um, the two Spaniards in seventh and eight, Perez in ninth, uh, and Leclerc in tenth, doing a, a pretty um, a decent job. Um, but uh, yeah, we just, uh, Van Dorn, Ocon, Raikkonen, Hulkenberg, Gasly, and Grosjean didn't make it. So, what do you make of uh, Ferrari's reliability problems? Do you think they're just getting unlucky? Do you think there's actually something there? Like, what are your what's your take on it? I'm not really sure. It's always so hard. Even now, like how many races are we in? Five or so. I always find it a little bit difficult to to um, to to judge it a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I, and I also feel like this this race coming up isn't going to fucking help anyone because Monaco is such a weird right. little little race. Uh, what's your thought on it? You're are you are you a Ferrari fan? I always forget. Yeah, that's my team. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what's what's what, what I always feel like fans have more of a because you've you've more of a microscope on on your team, right? So w- what do you think about it? I mean, I mean, Kimmy's had like two retirements at least so far this year, right? Two for sure. Um, I can't remember uh, one of them. I don't think it was his fault, but it's still it's it's a lot. It's just like you said, you don't know because could just be like sometimes you just get unlucky, right? But hmm. it's starting to feel like this is just not Ferrari's year between that and just kind of like the bad calls that have cost Sebastian podiums to, to, you know, in some of the other races, it's just kind of starting to feel like, you know, that first race Ferrari was awesome. The second race, they were awesome. And then third, fourth, fifth, it's just kind of like a bunch of bad things have happened to them. And as a fan, it just kind of is starting to feel like all signs are pointing to Mercedes this year. I hope that's not the case. Hope they're just unlucky. Uh, But yeah, I'm not super optimistic. it, it it's a massive shame because like looking at the 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 points um going into Monaco, it would be such a different um uh, a picture that would have been painted if, for instance, Vettel hadn't Vettel hadn't totally bottled it in Azerbaijan, right? And you know, because uh, he's how many points off him at 95, 95 and seventy eight, so he's he's seventeen points off of Lewis at the moment. Um, yeah, like that would have been like there's a, there's a couple decisions here and there just a, a little better performance on this pit stop here and there where that's completely flipped right it's like a 25 point difference right so totally it's uh yeah it's a uh, it's it's infuriating um and then also i guess the good news the sunny side for ferrari is they're not that far behind the constructors uh yeah. despite the fact they've had a bunch of retirements so uh i guess there's still reason to hope but i just don't feel great about it right now yeah, well, I guess they, they, from from the results, from what we've seen in practice so far as well, they don't seem to be having a fantastic time. A, a couple of teams are having problems, actually. McLaren had as well. I think Alonso barely got a couple of laps in. Um, but you'd hope, Monaco's always hard to judge, but you'd hope the next couple of races, like, you know, Canada, we're, we're back at Paul Ricard for the French Grand Prix for the first time in forever. Um, the A1 ring and, and Silverstone, uh, and then Hockenheim, actually. Uh, we've got a couple of races, I feel like, that'll really show everyone, you know, yeah. tit for tat, how Mercedes and Ferrari are going to do together. So with um, um, with Monte Carlo coming up here this weekend, are you excited for the big race on Saturday? <laughs> is, is this a reference to the time? <laughs> you know, no, the, uh, the the qualifying is the only thing that matters at Monte Carlo. Oh, sorry, sorry. That was the reference. I yes. couldn't, I was trying, it was that that was an Indy car, it was an Indy 500, rev, I couldn't get it. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you're right, right? Like, unless somebody does something ridiculous, it's, it's, or, or somebody does a terrible pit stop, which has happened before. Was it Ricardo lost the race because of his yes. woeful pit strategy? Yeah. Um, yeah, generally it is kind of like your, your race to lose when you get, uh, in, in full position. It'll be interesting to see how they, how fast they go as well. Cause it's the, it's, I think it's the first time they're using the, is it the Hypersoft tires? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, the the I think it's the first one they're using them. Although the FIA they're running, have asked they're running on adjectives, by the way. <laughs> Do you know they're they've FIA have asked Pirelli to rename them already? Nice. 
Yeah, I think they've they've they, they what they've decided or what they're asking them is that the compound names just be soft, medium, and hard, and that the compounds will change therein. Gotcha. That it, that we won't we don't need to know the fucking fifteen types of tire that exist. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, they're right. I don't need to know, uh, but right. it's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they still have like purple walls, even though they're like softs. They they said that they would just keep it to the three colors and the three names, but huh. I'm not sure if this is actually going. To, I think it's still in the ether. It's still all going to to come together. Um, speaking of Monaco, though, a little bit of a, a track, I guess. Um, uh, uh, run through um, the Monte Carlo street circuit. They've been using it for donkey's years. 1950 was the first time. It's a 19 turn circuit now. There's been a couple of changes. They stuck in a a new um, uh, chicane in at one uh, one part of it, uh, which they call the new chicane. Do you know um, that goes right around uh, Nico's new house? Wait, he lives in the middle. No, I made that up. All oh, right. Okay. He was there, though. I just, today. Wanted, I just wanted to show everyone that I know Nico Rosberg lives there. That's all I wanted to do. He I'm is. He, to my knowledge. he is what. He's what they call a Monegasque, I believe. Nice. Um, somebody from Monaco. Uh, so is uh, one Charles Leclerc, who uh, uh, took to the 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 the, the uh, uh, GP uh, or in P two, he was the first one onto the track. Um, the young, young he's the youngest Monegasque yeah. in attendance at the moment. People um, seem pretty positive on him, by the way. Yeah, he seems. Really I mean, he start. seems like a good driver, and he also yeah. seems like he's got his head screwed on. Yeah, you know? and, and we've been wanting a sort of, you know, the last young protege we got through. The last two were kind of mental cases, <laughs> Vettel and Verstappen. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, like, no, the Kafiat was another was a mental. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, well, he was. He yeah. was kind of like sensible, except when he was in the car. <laughs> okay, he fair enough. Like he, yeah, a little bit. Um, Monaco is one of those tracks that is so loved and so uh, time honored that every single turn has a name that you're supposed to know, like Sandavote, right. Beau Rivage, Casino Square, with its little bump in the track, Mirabeau. Um, Portier, where Senna famously walked out of his car. Um, but if you're watching, I feel like whenever we do this, I'm supposed to mention like two or three places to like keep your eyes on. I feel like Monaco is one of those tracks where you're you're just going to know every corner. Like yeah. it's it's so iconic. The tunnel and the the hairpin at the bottom of or the the chicane at the bottom of that. The swimming pool section where it's like left, right, left, right. Um, the you know every single turn in this track, I feel like is is something that you'll you'll learn, especially because they drive them in like a minute and twenty seconds. Yeah. So you're constantly you know seeing the same part of the circuit over like, and over. Look and over. at all these beautiful corners that make uh, overtakes impossible. Yeah, I know. What a grand it's, track. Um, it's such a weird one. They had another problem already in in practice with um with a, a manhole cover that was popping up. Sure. Uh, and they had to send somebody out with a um, like a welding torch to like burn it back into the ground um, at Mirabeau. So that was that was always fun. And uh, wh- what do you think of Monaco? Like you you seem pretty down on it in terms of its its competitiveness. Uh, you've been to a lot of races. You've, you've been to Monte Carlo? No, I was trying to get my um, the guy who got me in F one. I was trying to get him to go with me, and he's like, "I've been a few times. It's just only for rich assholes. Don't go." <laughs> Really? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm kind of, I kind of want to see it still. Like, I kind of want to do it. And so I would totally go to Monaco in a heartbeat. Um, it's like, as someone who travels a lot, I really, really like 
you know, when they oh, when they start off the broadcast with the helicopter sweeping shot of the city or the track <laughs> or whatever, and like all the like the long helicopter shots that show off all the like I fucking geek out on this. I love that shit more than the probably almost as much as the racing. And <laughs> in that regard, Monte Carlo delivers. Uh, but it's just. Yeah, man, it's just all the races I've, you know, I've been watching F1 as long as you have. I've been watching F1. I think this is my fifth year watching F1. And I just have not seen a great race of Monte Carlo in that time period. So right. it's just kind of like, you know, all, all the pageantry, all the glitz, all the glamour. I'm all bored for all that stuff, but it's just the races just don't deliver on their part of it. It's a shame because there have been some good ones like Buttons win and like Ayrton Senna in the rain against Prost where he got the he got it like cancelled early. Like there are some there are some great moments there, but you're right in in recent years especially there's there's maybe not been the sort of the the, the classic that you know the I guess the name and and the pageantry that goes around Monaco. You sort of expect the then the racing to be good, so it's a bit of a downer when it, it kind of isn't. Um, it's a funny track. I, I I bet it's it's probably the most expensive one to attend because there doesn't even seem to be like that many places for you to sit. There's a couple of stands, but it's not like shiny. yeah. I I, I look to do it, and it's basically to have any kind of like to have the quote unquote Monaco experience, right? Like you need to be like oh at this bar that overlooks the track, or at right. this place, or at this private club, or whatever. And it's just it's like it's much more than Singapore, which is the most expensive one I've ever been to by far. Um, oh really why is singapore so expensive just getting to singapore no it's just singapore singapore everything in singapore is expensive oh really okay singapore i think is like i used to know this better but i think singapore is like the it's somewhere near the top five i originally wanted to say three then i wanted to say eight so let's just split the difference (laughs) call it it's like the fifth most expensive country or city to live in oh really um it's just because of all their banking heritage and like how they've become this like they're basically like the financial center of asia in a lot of ways and so if you live there you know you've spent it's just everything about singapore is expensive it's nuts so why should the tickets be any different we were looking at the uh at airbnbs in baku the week of the race and dude let me tell you i think that might be the cheapest f1 ticket (laughs) i would go to baku in a heartbeat i would love right Yeah. Wouldn't that be fucking cool? What are, like what other reason are you going to have to go to Azerbaijan? Like yeah, the, the two I really want to go to that uh, I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity to. I want to go to Baku and I want to go to Abu Dhabi. Oh, I've been to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so you, you went. You were there for a practice once, right? I remember yeah, right? I went for I went for qualifying. I, oh, I, qualifying. I, I yeah, I used to visit somebody out there quite a lot, and and um, she couldn't get tickets for the for the race. But I think it was like a colleague of hers had weekend tickets, and they weren't going to any of the rest of it. So I like fucking jumped at it. Oh no, you're right. It was practice. I went to qualification in Silverstone. That's right. It was practice. Yeah. Um, I know your life fun. better than you do. That's sorry yeah. shit. That's some sorry I, shit. I, <laughs> um, but yeah, just the calibrate. So I ended up not paying for this because my friend had a hookup with F1. Uh, but before I knew I was going to get tickets for free, I was when I was debating about do I go to Singapore or not. So we right. were sitting at turn two, uh, which okay. is kind okay. of really turn one. It's a weird. Yes. It's, a, it's weird where the seats are there. But we're sitting at turn two, and uh, the three day package was twelve hundred US. Whoa! Okay. Yeah, it's like obscenely expensive. Jeez, Austin was pretty expensive too. Actually, now that I think about it, I think. like I like think. like half of that, or like close to that, or close to that i think it was really? close to that yeah because they had wait how many- yeah i think so was it that must be they a also- relatively new thing 
Well, they had the Taylor Swift fucking shit that year. Maybe that's why it was so expensive. No, but know. Singapore always has that shit too. Like I think they had Taylor Swift oh, really? one year I was there. They had Timberlake one year. Or no, it was a Bieber one year I was there. Uh, oh, so they have they have the crazy shows too. I think it's Bruno Mars and someone else this year. Yeah, yeah. I love Bruno that Mars and his and his and his uh, lift, lifters. Right. <laughs> um, Monaco. Uh, I think we have some news. Not too much. Here's a little bit. This is actually the first thing I looked up was was uh, what Gunter Steiner was thinking about Roman Grosjean. Here's a great um, uh, headline title from our good friends at uh, uh, F1 Fanatic. I still refer to it as, but now it's racefans.net. Um, uh, well, much worse. Gro- <laughs> Grosjean's seat not in jeopardy following crashes, says uh, Gunter Steiner. Uh, I don't know where the rumors came from, so there are no rumors, he said. That is easily easiest way to stop them. We didn't even speak about it. Um, somebody's having two bad races. There's no point to start rumors or to start uh do things about it the only thing that we know uh, to do is to get roman back to where he is capable of competing which we all know he's a very capable guy He has two bad races i'm not a person where if someone is on his knees i try to kick him <laughs> that, that's unfair for sure he knows better than uh, uh better than all of us what not to do not to do another baku or barcelona um, I mean, as long as they don't do another Australia for him, that'll also be a, yeah. a, a good race. Uh, what do you think about Grosjean's recent form? We've had a couple of, you know, there's a lot of sort of pretenders to the Maldonado um, throne. We had a lot of people talking <laughs> about uh, Ma- Max Verstappen in recent weeks, but Roman Grosjean's putting in a decent uh, decent show for himself as well. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like the, the what made Pastor Pastor was... He was a human wrecking ball, and he wasn't competitive, right? At least with... <laughs> hey, like, man, he won a Spanish Grand Prix. Like, at least with Verstappen, right? It's like, that kid's got talent, you know? He's, he's, he's always in the top, maybe not even with the best car. Like, you're worried about... Right. You have a plan to deal with Max. You worry about what he's doing. You worry about his strategy. Like, no one ever worried about Pastor, and I kind of feel like Grosjean splits the difference between those two. Right. Like, you know, I'm not worried about Grosjean, but I think he's probably an okay driver. So right. I give him a little wider berth than Pastor. Uh, also, I would like to I would like to very, very clearly add, I know like you and Drew like like to be positive. I think this is a lot of revisionist history bullshit that you guys like, oh Pastor sucks, huh? Like Every time he'd crash, I'd get out of here, I'd make fun and be like, no, take it easy. It seemed like a horrible incident. And now that he's fucking six feet under, you guys are like, what an asshole. He always crashed. I was there. I was there for the other shows. I know. I was there. I was watching him. Can't have both ways. I was was watching him flipping people over. (laughs) You're flip-flopping. Oh, don't wire. Where is he now? He's over at the... uh, uh, where is he? wherever he's over, is he's, in, he's doing en- endurance endurance racing i think yeah um he's doing now um i'm just looking up roman grosjean he's got 10 podiums is that true formula one world championship grid apparently that's true 10 podiums i did not know he had 10 podiums um that's more than i would have guessed yeah totally he's had 129 starts that's nuts he has been driving since 2009 really god yeah. like that's I guess that's getting a podium in eight percent of your races. That's not spectacular, but also not all. It's you know, some people would like that record. I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. I for for whatever reason I thought that he was. I didn't think he was. Yeah, he was in GP. I'm wondering if they're counting GP two. That's what I'm thinking because it's weird that 
I don't know. I can't. I can't figure yeah. this out right now. Let us know. F one cool slash contact us or whatever. Please tell us all the ways we're emails. butchering F one history. Please. Yeah, please. Um, uh, forgetting about history and thinking about the future, uh, the weather for uh, this week's um, fun times in Monaco. Well, Thursday's already happened. That was today. It was about twenty two centigrade. It's about seventy one in Fs. Uh, Saturday's going to be a little bit hotter. Somewhere around eighty degrees Fahrenheit. It's twenty seven. What's the, the track Aston's. temperature going to be, Danny? Let's get to what matters. Oh, I don't know what the track temperature is going to be, David. No one cares what it's going to be in the air. We want to know what the track temperature is going to be. Come well, on. It's going to it's going to be cloudy in the air on Sunday, which oh. means that it's going to be a little bit cooler than Saturday. So they don't think it's going to be um, uh, particularly. Uh, uh, harsh or overly harsh on the new Hypersoft tires, which we'll be getting a little rollout for the first time um, this week. Do you want to jump into some emails? Got a couple of emails here. Let's do it. Uh, F1.cool slash emails if you want to get your emails in there. Uh, first one is from John Craig, and it's all about F1 TV, which is something we got a lot of emails about this week. He said, just wanted to let you know about the quality of the lower tier subscription of F1 TV. Um, we didn't talk about it at the start, but there are two different versions of F1 TV that you can subscribe to. One of them um, has uh, the, the sort of the live element to it that you were sort of looking for. Um, and the other one is a, a little bit more bare bones. I'm going to see if I can get it up here on my, on my thing. Um, the uh, F1 TV access gives full replays and highlights from every F1 session. Um, you can watch their archive. Uh, you can watch documentaries. You have access to timing data. Uh, selected team radio and some other bits and bobs like tire usage history and the uh, driver track uh, map or uh, tracker and all that sort of stuff um that's for about three quid a month uh for 12 quid a month what the fuck is three quid a month three quid is about it's about two dollars 99 cents i think you're in maryland right Uh, now right i am yeah okay just check it all right quid is i feel like quid is a (laughs) quid isn't particularly it doesn't mean like pounds to me quid is like you can apply it to any currency I, that's probably not true but well I, yeah currency. i was confused by your statement so just check it okay apologies i wouldn't want that um for the uh, 11 and 99 option per month which i think you can get now for about 90 dollars uh, i almost say quid there again um <laughs> which is uh f1 tv pro which is uh, watch F1 races live and on demand uh, instead of full replays and highlights, access to F1 onboard cameras, uh, unedited team radio, live leaderboards, yada, 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 all the other stuff. It's basically a, you know, you can watch it live as well. So it's a pretty significant difference in cost between the two of those. I think you can get the F1 TV access, the lower tier for, I think it's $25 a year as opposed to 90. So it's a That's not bad. big difference. I, so if, I would, if I had to pick Sorry, one of those two, I would definitely get the $25 option. Right, well, I, I guess if you're not interested in watching live, right, then it's... it's Yeah, no, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. No-brainer. Uh, so John basically went for that one, and he, he wanted to give a little feedback on it. He says, I belong to the so-called Church of Sunday Long Run. Uh, so with the possible exception of USA, Canada, and Mexico, and maybe Brazil, there's very little chance I would ever watch a race live. I totally think I've... Um, uh, live would be rad if my schedule allowed it, but long run day is my favorite day of the week, and running beats F1 for me personally. This is a dumb, long-winded way of saying I decided that the lower tier of F1 TV was for me. Turns out the delay on the races is only a few hours. Someone probably hit refresh over and over, knows exactly how long it took, but I was able to watch Spain by 1 or 2 p.m. Central on race day. That's pretty nice. Good. Yeah. Um, 
this would be worth it alone for $25 or so that I uh, that I paid for it in US for the whole year, 10% off until May. Um, but there's also an archive of all races. I thought that it would be maybe a few years worth, but it looks like there's full races with commentary back to the 80s. Uh, you can even choose to hear just the F1 feed uh, with the car noise only if you wanted. Uh, I'm finally watching Canada 2011 as we speak, so I can finally listen to your F on the race from a few years back. That's fucking great. Um, I think this archive alone might make it worth it, even if people with appropriate cable packages uh, to dip their toes in. The cost, uh, at least in the US, is minimal enough. If fans are curious, give it a shot. That's Thanks, definitely worth 25 quid. That's not bad, is it? I, I had a couple of other emails. Uh, Felix sent an email in about the archive. Apparently, it's like fairly spotty once you get past about 97. It's sort of, it's not every race anymore. It's a, it's a little bit all over the place, but that's still pretty good like for that type of access you know what would be awesome is if they had like a filter you could apply to those archives where it's like give me every ferrari win (laughs) and they just listed you out all the races or whatever that would be amazing or maldonado retirement that probably wouldn't be that hard either uh i'm sure they've got that yeah that'd be dope I've, I've watched a couple of races from... Um, I dove into the archive to check out some of the 2017 stuff. And it's really weird. Um, from I'm like a production nerd, like a live production nerd. And they had like this... It's the Sky again feed with Martin Brundle uh, uh, chatting away. And so I, what I did was I fast forwarded past the point where... I think it was after the podium part. And it was just like a bunch of... It was like the, it's the, the international feed, right? So it's the main feed that they still had going where they're just recording shit, even though the broadcast is kind of maybe turned off. And they had this like looping robot lady voice saying... Perfect. This is the this is a test recording for the upcoming F1 TV thing, thing, thing. And this was from like mid through last year, I guess. Okay. Um. So they were already like testing it, I guess, at that stage. Um. But this video is like still on the fucking thing you can listen to it and watch this weird like you know lost style message repeat over and over again yeah the rate anything that's got like remotely like a numbers channel i'm all in on right yeah yeah uh jd chamber sends in a message uh actually no he he, he, i forgot about this one actually i wasn't going to read this one out um i was going to reply to it privately but since i've started he says hey i'm I'm an american guy and i'm marrying a waterford girl this summer that's big mistake that's well i fucking didn't so you might be on something i came over here and married an american yeah uh, any advice for a successful marriage i mean i've only been married for a couple of years so i'm not sure if i could did you marry someone from your hometown i did you did how did i was that was that a good call you guys have a lot well, of common, I, common I, she might listen to this so i'm just gonna say it was great okay <laughs> like it's been every day's of every day's of pleasure Right, like you yeah. know, some some days you wake up and you have bad days. Now, when you marry someone from your hometown, you don't. <laughs> Every day is just a joy. I'm in a similar boat to JD, I guess. Where I married somebody, I married a foreigner, an American, um, which is a bit weird because it mean it, 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 it's. I don't know, it, especially when you start like talking about your childhoods when you're thinking about having kids and you're kind of like, oh, like you know this is the way i grew up and is the way i they because like all that common ground you'd probably usually have is out the fucking window um but for a waterford girl i mean i don't want to be stereotypical what is that what, yeah, what is like, what, what's what you say is like endemic to waterford girls what would you say um like wear like wearing tracksuit bottoms because it's raining outside okay like, that's, okay that's kind of what like the winter is like back home okay um uh, mm, mm. like a pint of cider in Jeff's is probably 
maybe that's my quintessential Waterford thing for everyone. What are Jeff? What are Jeff's? Jeff's is a it's a bar downtown in Waterford. Oh, okay. I thought it was like an item of clothing. No, we have this thing called a blah, which is like it's like a it's like a, a bread roll, but it's like way more flowery and it's fucking delicious. Um, so if you can get her a blah or like just get a bap and pour some extra flour on it, that'll probably do the job. <laughs> but I don't really know. I don't like I uh, mate. I know nothing about women in Waterford. I went to a fucking school in Ireland, which meant that I I didn't have a girl in class with me until I went to college. Okay, because so, when you started this conversation, it sounded like you knew a lot about Waterford women. Is it now you actually know a couple of things? So you're just wait, you don't want to, you're holding out on us. Well, I, I only went out with one Waterford woman, and it didn't really go very well. So I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I just I I feel like you know when you're young and you're full of advice and you're full of shit. I think I'm getting that stage where I'm a little bit older now, and I don't trust anything I say anymore. So, well, yeah, always a good policy. Yeah, yeah. But it, I that, that being that. said, I don't trust it. I say it anyway. Okay. All right. Live, just live, your, live your truth. Yeah. I get it. That's good. Uh, best of luck, JD. Uh, happy marriage, and uh, yeah. Get, get, get a ritz for the lack uh greg mass career uh, sends in a message um uh, about uh which is very very sad actually because we're about to race around the world and uh, he has very sad news about the state of camping world truck did you hear about this no well it's on all the front of the newspapers they have lying this is from auto week it says nascar camping world truck series getting a new name that's bullshit is that the the one thing i know about this sport and they're fucking changing it. It's like the it's my only thing I actually like about this podcast is hearing Drew say that. <laughs> He's not even here this week. I know. Well, that's fine. <laughs> like I, you know, I signed up for this. I said I didn't really think it through when I said yes. <laughs> but like but, the only reason I subscribe to this stupid channel is to hear Drew say camping world truck shit. And now I'm not even well, gonna get that ever again. No, next year instead, Drew will not be saying camping world truck. He'll instead be saying nascar gandor outdoor truck series oh boy that's not as good it is not as good as greg says as stated in the article our favorite series name will be changing starting next series gander mountain was bought in bankruptcy by the owner of camping world and renamed gander outdoors personally if you mistakenly still use camping world trucks name uh, no one will be upset yeah, that's Greg in, in Florida. What's Gander Mountain? Do you know what that is? It was like an as outdoor clothing company, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, like I think it was like um, our like a lightweight REI essentially. Oh, okay. Like a like, 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 a, like, like, like a, yeah, like off-brand REI. REI. Yeah, okay. Except yeah. they're out of business. How cost-effective were they? <laughs> yeah, good point. Apparently, yeah. apparently, people want to want to buy outdoor shit that gives them the feeling that that it might it's last like, very long. Like Gander Mountain was like when you thought. Uh, Bass Pro Shops wasn't redneck enough. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, Gander Outdoors now is going to be slapped all over those fucking trucks, so that's a real shame. Actually, um, I might be wrong about all that, but it's a good bit. Hey, man, you know more about it than that. You're the American expert on this show, not me. Um, it's time, though, to race around the world. You're a man who's raced around the world, David Lang. Do you watch I really want, I want you to stop doing that. That's like a... That's like a it's an affront to everything Drew brings to the podcast to have you do those things. That's but but that's just, my bit. You're, you're you Irish. Just say them. Just say them. Just say them. Oh, I can't say do my charming lilt. You don't want my NASCAR voice, do you? <laughs> <laughs> my Mer- you know my, what? I was wrong. I'm, I'm back in. All right. My American do the voice. voice. Well, we got we got some NASCAR this week. We got the <laughs> Coke. 
the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday, May 27th, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. I'm not sure that's uh, enough laps. That's You don't think so? Well, fucking don't worry, because Indy, Indy's got you covered. It is Memorial Day weekend, which means one thing. In Indianapolis, Indiana, it is the 102nd running of the Indy 500. Dave, will you be watching? Do you, do you care about the Indy world? Uh, I watched it last year because Fernando was racing. Um, yes. <laughs> I do not give a shit otherwise. Okay. But you're an indie man. You're an indie game company man, right? No. no uh, I mean, that's not the same spelling. So it, it's conflicted here. So I get, I get the word, the indie wordplay there you're doing, which is cute. Okay. Uh, okay. Indiana is probably Illinois is where I live. Most hated state. Oh, really? Yeah. What about Wisconsin? Just, Don't you guys hate Wisconsin more? No, no, no. Like that, that with the recent of events that have unfolded. <laughs> we hate Wisconsin. We hate Wisconsin. We've always hated Wisconsin. That's been a much longer rivalry. But now okay. I would say we hate Indiana even more. So, we're, basically, Michigan gets a pass, essentially. <laughs> okay. So, Detroit, or that's all. What's like, that yeah. again? Michigan. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, okay. they're not directly adjacent to us, but like, it's, you know, it, they're. You're all pissing in the same lake. Yeah, exactly. Correct. I can see if I stare at the edge of Lake Michigan and squint, I can see Michigan. So fuck them. Right. Fair enough. But uh, not anymore. Now Indiana's number one on the shit list. Okay. Why is that? I just, you, I can't, you know, I'm going to take the high road here. <laughs> Let's just say this. Let me put it to you like this. There's a lot of people in Indiana who get really pissed off that people from Illinois, like, treat it like a flyover state. And they okay. go through Indiana on their way to someplace cool to do things like in Michigan or okay. whatever, or or even Ohio is even cooler, right? And they're always complaining and they're like, "We should make the the toll roads greater or whatever." Do you know what fucking happens if you build a wall between Illinois and Indiana? Do you know who loses there? <laughs> Not Illinois. Not Illinois at all. So go ahead and complain about us all you want. Keep your oh those hotty toddy people from Illinois. Save it. Put you know, shove those saris in a sack. I don't care. We build a wall, you lose. That's why that's why Indiana ran. There you go. This is definitely the most negative race around the world experience I've ever had. <laughs> hey, uh, you asked, man. You could you didn't have to ask the question. Uh there's no DTM there's no DTM and there's no MotoGP uh this week. Uh but there is Formula One, the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, first practice sessions on May 24th <laughs> ended a number of hours ago. Um, uh, 2 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Pacific for the second one. The third practice is starting in about four hours' time. Perfect. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I take it back. It's not. Friday, they take Friday off. That's the whole thing about Monaco. They do, oh, yeah. the, they do the support races on Friday. Apparently, it's something to do with the fact that they like people to, the locals, to be able to mingle around the circuit and be able to get free access on a Friday. So that's why they do that. And then on Saturday, on the 26th of May, uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning Pacific, we got third practice. Qualify is on at 6 a.m. And then Sunday, 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 the uh, Monte Carlo Monaco Grand Prix is starting at 6 hours and 10 minutes Pacific on the 27th of May. Uh, The superfluous actual race. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's all going to happen at 6 a.m. on Saturday. But you won't know. What you won't even. Would you? Would you what, what, does that mean you'll tune into qualifying even more because you you, you know it matters so much? Or really? No, I mean, I'll still watch the race. I'm just being a. I'm kind of being a goofball. But uh, are you, you going to on demand the qualifying though? 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, whenever it shows up on Watch ESPN, I'll watch it then. Like if it doesn't show up for three days later, I'll watch it when it shows up. Fair enough. I'm, I'm pretty good. Like I've got, I basically unfollowed pretty much anyone that spoils F1 results at this oh, point. Really? Okay. Um, like I made it. Like for example, I made it the whole week without hearing what happened in Spain. Right. Not like bad. I, I, yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, it, was, it was probably easier with that than it was with Azerbaijan. <laughs> yeah. Feel, to, to, fair enough. Fair enough. There's a bit more uh, social media heat coming off that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I like my chances of making it a couple days without getting it spoiled. And now that I've said that, everyone from Indiana who's mad at me is going to tweet directly at me the results. <laughs> so, sorry, everyone in Indiana. Sorry what I said. Don't do that. I apologize for defaming your state. It's Joseph J. Brony on Twitter, everyone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Turncoat. I do you this favor and you put my government name in the streets. Very nice. <laughs> the 2018 driver standings right now. Sitting pretty on top. Mr. Juan Lewis Hamilton with 95 points. Sebastian Vettel, uh, Dave Lang's favorite Ferrari. Actually, no. Which one do you prefer? Kimi or Sebastian? I do not like Kimi. You don't like Kimi? Okay. No. Sebastian Vettel, Dave Lang's favorite Ferrari driver. 78 yeah. points in second. Valtteri Bottas with 58. Kimi Raikkonen with 48. Daniel Ricciardo in his Red Bull that just will not finish races with 47 points at fifth. Max Verstappen behind him uh, with uh, 33. He's jumped a couple of places uh, since um, well, his results in Spain. Uh, Fernando Alonso, the Spaniard, in seventh with 32 points. Nico Hulkenberg in eighth. Um, with 22, Kevin Magnussen uh, in ninth with 19. He's actually uh, joint ninth with Carlos Sainz Jr. Sergio Perez in 11th with 17 points. Pierre Gasly in 12th with 12 points. Then we have Charles Leclerc with nine. Stoffel van der with eight. Lance Stroll with four. Marcus Ericsson with two. Esteban Ocon and Brendan Hartley with one. Sergei Sirokin and everyone's spinniest Swissman, Roman Grosjean, at the bottom with nul point. Uh, 2008. Like, like sorry to interject. What? No, go for it. Go uh, for it. Like, if you ask the average F1 fan, like, hey, what do you think of Sebastian Vettel? They'd be like, oh, he's like three-time world champion or whatever he is. Super competitive. You know, it kind of can be a little, a little overbearing with his personality, but really competitive and a hell of a racer. And I wish he was on my team. If you ask that same fan, what do you think of Kimi Raikkonen? They'd say, I liked when he said that one time. I had to take a shit. <laughs> And I'm not wrong. I mean, he is also uh, uh, an F1 uh, championship winner. I know, but that's not what people would say. They'd be like, I like that time he said I had to take shit. Yeah, I suppose. I th- yeah, I don't know. He's He consistently, since joining Ferrari, I think he has been running at like 70%. Like, I never feel like he's... He's given it. Yeah, like when, when Ferrari signed him, I was happy. I'm like, yeah. okay, you know, he's no Alonso, but no one is. That's fine. Like, uh, this is a great replacement. Yay, good, good, good signing, everyone. And then just hasn't really done much. Yeah, I feel like he's more of a Mark Webber at the moment. Uh, like he's he's kind of like a you know he's 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 in the mix, but if he wasn't if he was in. He's kind of in a good car and it's helping him a bit and he's go he's kind of going his own pace. I, like I never felt that Weber was that much of a competitive driver. Yeah. Like I, I always heard, felt th- the gap between him and Vettel considering how good those Red Bull cars were back then was like pretty big. I so, agree. So it's a I, it's a bit of a shame. And my my um um F1 manager game. What's that game called? It's not called F1 manager. 
the, which, um, is this the iPad one or the one? The no, new the, one it's, so it's the same game, but they ported it to the PC. What's that called? Um, I forgot. Um, Motorsport up. Manager. Yes. And my Motorsport Manager, I downloaded this amazing mod for the 2017 F1 season. Oh, cool. And it is great. It's like really well done mod. One of the first things I did was cut Kimi Räikkönen. <laughs> Just get the fuck out of here. And I hired some rookie who sucks, but at least he's not Kimi. <laughs> where, where, where's, where's Kimi? Is he like, did he find a seat somewhere else? Not my problem. I don't even know. <laughs> you know he's not in Ferrari anymore. That's all I care about. Out of sight, I out of mind. I'm out here, when, I, when it comes to me in competition, Danny, I don't worry about the opponents. I worry about me. I'm out here golfing. It doesn't matter. As long as I do the best I can do, that's all I care about. That's fair enough. Fair enough. That's uh, all you can ask for. In the real world constructor championships, uh, we have Mercedes in first with 153 points. Uh, Ferrari, a decent amount behind them now with 126 points. Uh, Red Bull with 80 in the third. Renault with 41. McLaren snapping on their heels, 40 points in fifth. Haas Ferrari with only 19 points after a pretty... I don't know, disappointing couple of races. Uh, Force India in 7th with 18 points. Scuderia Toro Rosso Honda with eight, uh, 13 points um, with their lovely Honda engine in 8. Uh, Sauber with 11 points in 2nd to last. Williams Mercedes with 4. Decent spread after 6 races. We, You know, everyone's got some points, which is uh, pretty good looking. Um, and that's pretty much a podcast for this week, Dave. I'm not. I, it's always a pleasure having you on. Um, uh, I, I really appreciate it. And I know all the folks who listen to the podcast appreciate it because it means they also don't need to. Li- they don't have to listen to me doing a solo podcast, which is like fucking pouring bees into you know, their brain, probably. I, I feel like I need to apologize to the listeners. I was a little more negative than normal this show, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's not you. It's me. Um, I'll do better next time, listeners. You deserve better. You deserve a Drew. You deserve a Danny. You don't deserve an Oscar the Grouch. I'll do better next time, I promise. I appreciate your candor, and I appreciate your honesty. Uh, how about this, then? Uh, tell us about the uh, races, any races you're going to this year. Are you going to any races this year? Are you excited to, to go to any or excited to watch so, them? So, I've committed to going uh, to Belgium and Italy this year. Ooh. Um, I might not actually go. I might end up selling my share of that trip to another friend. Okay. Uh, but right now I'm on the books for, uh, uh, Belgium and Italy. Cause they're basically back to back weekends. They are. And, it's the end of August and the first week of September. Yeah. Cause last year I just went to Belgium and then all my friends drove down to France and did some wine country shit. Wow. And then they drove over to, um, to Italy, to Monza and, uh, did some Ferrari shit and uh, then they went to the race, and it sounded really, really, really amazing. The problem for me is that's the week after Gamescom, and if I disappear for two weeks and three days, and my explanation to my wife is I'm going on a tour of Europe without you, uh, I'm having let's just say I'm having second thoughts about my 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 firm yes on that plan. Right, it's a bit of a shame that the German Grand Prix isn't in and around there because that's it's on just a, a month earlier. Um... Uh, the the Spa Grand Prix is the one where we have the big break this year as well. Uh, it's it's happening at the end of August, and there's it's the only race in August. The the race before it is the 29th of July, yeah, um, which is at the Hungaroring. So where did you sit last time you went to Spa Francorchamps? Where, where did you get your tickets? So the um, we are always turn one. Uh, it's, looking it's, looking so straight be, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So awesome. it used to be there was so well okay. Here's a very long and unsatisfying explanation. Do it. 
So it used to be that Eternal One, dude, not dude, all... Dude, long and unsatisfying is my fucking mountain mantra. <laughs> That's my porn name. Um, <laughs> all my, uh, all the, not all the seats were covered. Okay. Oh. So even though they were great seats, not all of them were covered. And so we didn't quite always sit right on turn one. Now they've subsequently fixed that. And anything remotely close to turn one is covered now. Oh, great. Uh, so last year we, I've sat at turn one every year, but two years ago when I sat basically right at the starting line and that sucked. I did not like that at all. How many years have uh, you been to spa then? I've been, I've been every year. Let's look at my sixth year. Of wow. Liking. So I've been, yeah, I've been the five, last five years. Did you go the year that the, the big incident with Alonzo and Grosjean and Hamilton happened? Uh, I don't remember. The, the big crash right at the start of the race. There was a, they all crashed. Alonzo, was it Grosjean? No, I'd, I'd, I'd remember that if I, I saw th- that. Uh, yeah, I think that yeah. might have been just, just out of that. That's cool though. That's a that's a. My uncle used to go there um, uh, and adored it. It's it's apparently a really good experience. It's in it's, the middle of the Ardendo, right? It's in the middle of nowhere. The thing that sucks about it is like the first couple of years we went, we stayed like one year we stayed in Aachen, uh, another year we stayed in Maastricht, right? Uh, another year we stayed actually in uh, Brussels. Oh, cool! And just well, no, because like it's like a one lane road getting in and oh. out of that thing. And so it's a fucking nightmare getting in and out of there. The last two years, we've actually got an Airbnb right in Spa. Oh, really? And that, if, if like you're going to go to the trouble of going to Spa, it's 100% the way to do it. Um, just get a, like a six-person house, pack 10 people in there. It's not that expensive. Uh, there's no air conditioning, but just suck it up. And uh, <laughs> Spa is a lovely little city. Um, so, yeah, that's that's like my... I would not do spa again unless we could get Airbnb. Right. It's uh, Monza, on the other hand, is just outside of Milan, though, so that's probably a lot easier one to do for... Yeah, I, so I have no idea. I've never been to that one. This will be my first time if I go, so I don't know too much about that one, but my friends allegedly have it all sorted out. That's pretty cool. That's good stuff. So, Nice work. Um, is there any circuit... You, what, you said the circuit you'd love to go to um, if, you could, if you could hazard it was what? Was Baku, and what was the other one? Uh, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, yeah, yeah. What? What is there anything in particular that's stopping you from getting to the Abu Dhabi? Is it the time of the year or something? Because it's right around Thanksgiving, I think. It's like end of November. It's I I so I'm, it's a it's a lot of factors. Baku is just doesn't work for my timeline. Um, it's usually like right in between GDC and E3, right? And it's like a busy travel season for me. And so again, like just like, hey, I'm going on a fun trip without your family. <laughs> Uh, suck a dick. I'm going to be gone for all the time, time ignoring you. Uh, sorry, that doesn't really work. No big Azerbaijani and, publishers? <laughs> no, oddly <laughs> enough, no. And then uh, I need to, I would, I think I could do Abu Dhabi. I could get enough people interested in that, but I would have to plan that one. That would require to plan that further out than I'm probably comfortable with right. to get everyone on board. So it's more just like, I remember it too late. And I'm like, anyone want to go with me? They're like, it's, I can't fucking go now. Are you kidding me? I got this. Though. So I'd have to plan it out more in advance. Hey, you know what you know you know they got in Abu Dhabi as well? No. Ferrari World. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's That'd right be cool. It's right there. Yeah. We've all I seen bought it. In my motorsport manager uh, <laughs> playthrough. So like one of, the, one of the aspects of that game is you can equip your, your base of operations with, like, you can upgrade the aero tunnel, and you can upgrade this, and you can upgrade <laughs> that. Ferrari already starts with everything max upgraded. So all, pretty much all you can do is add, like, a helipad and, and, and Ferrari World. That's pretty much all really? you can do. Really? You, yeah. can, you can add Ferrari World? 
Yeah. And what does it yeah. do? Do you just get revenue it's just, from it? Yeah. It's it's like it's like an astronomical amount of money up front, and then it's a guaranteed <laughs> amount of money every year. So if you, so if you simulate the game, if you run the simulation for like twenty years, it ends up being worth it. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that they, game's pretty good. I gotta check it out. I've 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 not played it. I used to play a little one on my phone, but it wasn't that. It was like F one. It was like the it was from the folks who made that indie game dev hero whatever that was right they, right, they, right, they, right they made yeah. an f1 one and it was super good but it wasn't that sort of it was more cartoony and kind of light-hearted um, yeah that sounds fun like to... motorsport manager is it's like it's like it's like kitty's first f1 game you know <laughs> yeah like it's not super technical it's not like it's not super nuanced but it's like it's a it's a good game right like it's a really well put together game mm. and it's fun awesome. so if like you're looking for like um a super hardcore sim that's not it but i do have fun playing it and and iron galaxy did not develop it no it didn't touch with 10 foot pole <laughs> okay good stuff dave lang thank you so much as ever really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk uh f1 funness with me and everyone else um if uh people want to find out what you're doing and what you're up to where can they find you yeah follow me i'm uh at am boys on twitter a <laughs> m b o y e s <laughs> Um, if you're mad about me making fun of Indiana, please tweet at A-M-B-O-Y-E-S and, and let me know about it. Uh, I'm willing to accept all feedback. Um, you know, actually, I prefer it if you're really nasty to me on there. Uh, that'd be my best possible outcome. So, in fact, it's the only way I can finish. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead and get nasty to me on there. Good stuff. Appreciate it, man. Uh, that's the podcast for this week. Drew should be maybe back from the Baltics by the next time we talk um, after after the race. Um, actually, let me have a quick little look here. Canadian Grand Prix is on. Oh my goodness, bit of a gap. No, I guess it's a couple of weeks. Uh, June tenth. So yeah, we'll have we'll be back just before then, probably around June seventh or eighth. Um, thanks so much for listening. We're done today. Dave Lang, can you take us out with a yum by any chance? Yum. Yeah.